This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 202, Matt and Hunter Talk Windmaking. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. That's all that it is. That's all we're doing here. That's all it's going to be. Really, that's all any of the show ever is, though. Yeah. I mean, one thing- Matt and Hunter talk about the Argent flight. (laughs) Right. Totally, totally, totally. Um, One thing that I will say about this episode, and maybe you can kind of- I don't know how much you'll be able to feel it in the finished product, (laughs) but this is- Molly sleeping in the other room. Space cats. Whisper time. Whisper turtles. Matt, Matt and Hunter lounge about talking about windmaking while a baby sleeps keeping in the other it, room. Keeping it low. Keeping it chill. You know, this <laughs> that is, is maybe, actually. You know what? Turn your call map off. You know what I mean? Because we've got you, baby. Get it. We got you. We're just going to have a little chill windmaking conversation. Actually, that's like the least chill topic. Yeah, this is not going to be chill. It is, that is my dem- pet peeve uh, when it comes to people recording like voice stuff like like any you know if we when, when we tried to in the past we've like recorded goofy like uh radio play stuff mm-hmm. uh and our friend sean who's been on the show before uh will record something but i can tell when he was recording it in his in his mom's house in his childhood bedroom and he's right. trying to keep it it's like 2 a.m and he's decided to record this yeah that i hate the sound of that right. i hate the sound right. of that more than well anything. we're doing that right we're doing now. that right now we're literally doing it. that yeah <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, like, let's let's keep this one chill. Like, let's we don't need to be upset. Um, yes, but uh, but we are this and we're gonna get heat for this one. Yeah, I think this well, okay, is one. No, no, no. But but it's not heat. This is the beginning of a conversation. A long conversation. An infinite conversation. Okay, I'll, I'll lead it off with this. We 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 have uh, oath pre errata. But what's funny is the oath pre errata feeds in. And this is actually post errata. I mean errata errata. We have we have last week's episodes errata. But because oath is a game about. Uh, wind making it Wine contributes making. yes to today's conversation so it's I'm almost just, like we planned it it's just part of the episode we, we did, actually we did, did we didn't plan it um but th- this is the beginning of a conversation and i just want to say that this conversation sucks so much that we have a channel on our discord yeah we've had it for years now right dedicated to the discussion of etiquette I, and hey, wind making hey want a little peek behind the curtain I have it muted. Me too. Me too. No, no, no. But here's here the reason the channel exists is so that when people come into TI general chat and are like, I want to talk about the wind making that happened, I can go get it out of my face. Right. <laughs> I don't want to look at this right. because it's an unending conversation that will never have a conclusion. Yeah. So let's yeah. get that out of the way. Sure. This is an unstoppable topic. This isn't gonna be um definitive. But yeah. also I wanna I wanna put this out here. This so we kind of were just like, oh, I think it's time for us to do a windmaking episode. We've dodged it for so long. And yeah. now that we've r- hit 200, it feels like it's time for us to look back at some topics we've Reset let sit yeah. and like come back to it. And this is kind of a big one. And also, we're in tournament mode. Yeah. And in the past, we will this will come up. This as a topic we could talk about in tournament season. And every time we put it off and then tournament season ends and we're like, do we really want to talk about wind making right now? Yeah. Like is that <laughs> and so now I think this is the pocket. This yes. is when it has to happen. Um I want to say today 
we uh we kind of as we got feedback from people and Mm -hmm. there's so many people that have so many takes on this we kind of made a decision of like today we're just going to kind of focus on you and i yes matt and hunter right um and we're gonna we're we're going to just kind of get our thoughts on it. It's not so much going to be about the contributions from the community because I think we're going to have to have some people from, from the community yep. come onto the show in order to discuss their takes. Does that mean that's happening next week? Not necessarily. Yeah. That's we're something in... we're working on. The, 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 we decided to talk about this right now because it's relevant. The flaw of talking about this right now is we don't have time. We literally do not have time to give it the amount of attention we would like to give it. Oh, yeah. I, I've wanted for a long time to do a full round t- table where we sit and we... I well, mean, and I think that's like what I weird want. Bear that's what I recently. think should I happen. want many, many, many people to just come in and give their takes. Yeah. And we want that. But we want to start the conversation here. So this is just Hunter and I getting our takes out. Right. And, and so this is the one where you can just get really mad. Just get and so say, mad Yeah, just us. get mad. Feel free. Yeah. Th- throw, fling your mud, yeah. you mud flingers, <laughs> you. So let's start with some errata from last week's episode about why you should play Oath. Uh, and Oath is a game ripe with win-making. It basically, I mean, I continue to try to argue that Oath is um, almost primarily a conversation about wind making it is designed to spark this sort of discussion so it's very and and, and it's funny to see the difference between the discussion of wind making in uh, we had a channel dedicated to pre-errata for this episode people could talk about wind making in a ti context to see people talk about wind making in ti and then to see people talk about wind making in oath it is hilarious the weird disparities that come up and the weird sure. ways that people like are super happy with things that happen in Oath, and the same type of action happens in TI, and it's like, this is a disgusting, apocryphal right. <laughs> betrayal right. of everything the game stands for. Right. Uh, and it's because Oath uh, o- invited that. O- Oath opened up the idea of like, no, 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 win-making gets to be a part of it. And I think something we will somewhat try to argue today is, actually, TI does this does the same, just not as um, overtly, not as as loudly as Oath does. Sure, or and also it's not as uh, it's not as tight yes. as Oath is. Right. Oath is kind of just like set up in such a way to where anybody sitting at the table would be like, it kind of feels like we're like making a win. Yeah. Is that a thing? Does that <laughs> right. exist? People who don't like, know the definition will just find it amongst yeah. themselves. Like, it sort of feels like we're kind of choosing the winner right now. Is that <laughs> right? Is that normal? Are we okay? <laughs> so uh, Taryn W. says, I'm at the win-making discussion. I really wish more people would reframe this as choosing terms of losing. There are so many reasons to want to influence how the game ends from influencing the oath of the next game to taking power away from another player. I can't win, but I can take the lush coast away from you so that you won't have alchemists next game is a fine decision to make at the end of the game. Yeah, well, and I think that's what's brilliant about Oath is that there you get so much more. Int- I mean, like, I don't give a hoot yeah. who wins right. an Oath game. Right. Like, um, like, if somebody were to win an Oath game, be like, oh, my God, I'm so good at Oath. And we'd be like, you <laughs> don't really get this game, <laughs> <Yeah>. do you? <laughs> But what you get excited about is the world, de- yes. like like what's going to happen to right. the world now. And I, this is exactly why right. you can still stay invested in a game right. of Oath, even if there is no way in heck you are winning. I want to extrapolate that because I feel like some people hear that and don't connect with it. We're not 
just talking on a thematic level. Although you can. You can't just be like, oh, we changed the world and how this mm -hmm. feels. Mm -hmm. But I'll, I'll relay a story. I don't understand all of the details to this story. But um, some people in the community had a, had a running game of Oath. I know AJPL and Brian were both a part of this game. AJ Pingle? <laughs> AJ Pingle. I think well, that's right, right? I think well, that's I, right. I, anyways, they uh, had this game going. And uh, Brian seems to not really like Oath. Now, this does not surprise me one iota because Brian also has a treatise on windmaking that is very anti-windmaking and very angry at the types of decisions that happen. Right. And right. Oath is all of those types of things. So anyways, the, the story Brian tells is I didn't really like Oath because we got into a situation where the chancellor was unstoppable. Right. And my argument, and I've seen other people. Oh my god, that this, sounds so cool! The, like, the, the, can the you imagine? The chancellor is unstoppable, right. like, and, and people like Garrick and some people that are like uh, very, very big into Oath. Which also, you should go check out uh, Garrick Samples Games. They have uh, just recently they finished their seventeenth stream of their Chronicle. Oh Oath. my god, they've been going on TTS for a while. That's so amazing. Yeah. So I'm, it's, it's very cool. So anyway, when they get to twenty, they should just do a podcast like recap of, of the everything. Whole thing. That would be, cool. be so Garrick. Cool. Give you can that. come on here. Just come on here and do it. You can just take over our show for a week. I don't care. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, everybody kind of arguing against Brian's game. Now, none of them were in it, and they don't fully understand the context of like why it was such an unstoppable position. But the argument is, well, you weren't willing to do what was actually necessary, which is accept that you're not going to win the game today. Yep. You are going to slay the Chancellor because they are too oppressive of a force and must be dealt with. Right. It is a strategic decision to decide to do well, that. I feel like so that future sessions of your game can be different because they got locked Matt, in. Matt, I feel like you're not actually into... responding to Brian's thing because you're saying, oh, this Chancellor is able to be slayed. I feel like what we have to assume is Brian is saying the Chancellor was unstoppable and you're saying, no, they were stoppable. No, they were no, unstoppable. So I'm, what are you supposed to do in that situation? I'm, well, when they're unstoppable, I don't know. But understanding, Here's, I know because it's in this it's in this errata that we just read. You change the terms a little bit. Right. You say, "Hey, okay, fine. Let's say it's um, the easy example that Taryn gives here is I'm assuming this is like an oath of supremacy game, yeah. where the chancellor wins by just having as much territory, but." Every territory the chancellor has is going to stay exactly. in the history of this. And you could say, you know what? We're done with this. That's what I'm this saying. Side. No, no, no. That's, that's what I'm saying is you need to accept that you'll probably have to throw your own game and not win. And maybe the chancellor will win again, but you're going to take away the power that oh. keeps them oppressive game after game. Well, you said win slay, and that's how I got thrown. Sure. Off. Sorry. Yeah. So what, my point is there was essentially one territory with all of these denizens in that territory that were so powerful they couldn't stop yes. the chancellor from winning oh my god that's so perfect. your new goal is to just kill that area we're just gonna kill Every, this all three of the other players in the game have to attack that area to take it away from the chancellor yeah. the chancellor might win again because the oath is whatever and none of you are focusing right, but on if that the new today. goal is all we have to do is keep the chancellor out of this one site yes. that is very doable maybe exactly. you won't stop the chancellor from winning but you will say your broken combo we're getting that out of that the story today. of this game yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's beautiful. Changing and that's the Oath conditions of losing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Murder, She Root kind of is more of the same point. But something I love about Oath that I haven't seen discussed is a lot uh, how a player who has no chance to win still has a lot of power in how the game ends. Not necessarily just king slaying, but if a player who has no path forward, they can campaign for sites from the player who will win, weakening their starting position for next game. They can also use the banner of the people's favor to discard powerful denizens to perhaps get lost into the dispossessed. This makes it feel like your turns always matter to the world, even if victory has passed you by. See, and I think what separates 
someone having fun in Oath and someone not having fun in Oath is losing sight yes. of that connection to the ongoing story. Right. When you're just like, oh, well, I think so-and-so is going to win and I don't feel like there's much I can do on my right. turns. What you're not seeing is those opportunities. And that is where, as we transition into talking about Twilight Imperium, that's where Twilight Imperium does fall apart is when you do get into that position of there's no way I can win, what do I do? Right. TI does not actually provide an answer. Well, yeah. I mean, Oath is like a completely new Thing. kind of experience right. in that way. I mean, like, obviously, legacy games existed uh, as a thing before, but I don't I don't even really feel like the the trope of legacy games and yeah. Oath actually even have that much in common. Well, and you even see you see leader games try to get away. They try to not call Oath a legacy game because right. I, I mean, we as a board game community, I don't think have properly defined what a legacy game actually entails. I think everybody has their various definitions of right. what truly makes a legacy game. And Oath kind of says we're not that. We don't tear up components. Is that what makes? I don't. And anyway, that's I not think, a discussion we have to. I want to say this into. right now. Listen, listen to this. I think that legacy or just the idea of a game that remembers might be one of those things where right now it feels like oh there needs to be like a genre definition yeah but what if in 20 years that's just how every single game right, works right. like all board games are like well yeah i mean why wouldn't the board game remember what you did last time right that seems more fun yeah like, exactly yeah it, if this it does, just changes the scope of how most games choose to operate yeah either that or it will someday be very much very well defined yeah. in some sort of sub genre of, of board game as right. it kind of sort of seems like it's going in that direction right now yeah but. so so then let's get into and we're going to talk more specifically about ti but really today's episode is talking about this concept as it relates to kind of all board games but like it is especially prevalent in uh games with more than two players mm -hmm. and games with a lot of interaction so let's first off let's try to define win making <sighs> which we can't let's preface it with there actually isn't hate this episode a definition there isn't a definition but i'm i'm saying for people who don't even know what we're talking about yeah, what is sure, this topic sure. what are we sure what are we referring to when the debate about win making starts to take off uh win making means that i really should have won but i didn't <laughs> i should have won but the other person won and now i'm mad and that, this only happened because of win making <laughs> That is that's the end of the episode. <laughs> I mean, we just finished. And we're done. That's Good Matt, night. That's Matt and Hunter's contribution to the conversation <laughs> of win making. Yes. Win making is when it feels like so and so was supposed to win and someone made some sort of decision that maybe and a big, big emphasis on maybe their action didn't contribute to their own win and resulted in someone else winning. You don't win make yourself. That's just playing the board game. Right. Now, I would argue win making is also just playing the board. That's also just part of it. But but win making very specifically is when your action did nothing to further your own ends and resulted in someone else winning <laughs> you see sometimes when you talk about win making you seem like a riddle mess i know it like does, you're like so hanging out by a bridge or something you're like i say that the win making was inside you all along one of us only tells lies and the other will only tell the truth yeah that's that's kind of what it's it's like um it's like philosophy but for board games so yeah. it's just the worst oh um, it is and, and that's and i want to imagine boy, here's here's what i imagine after every single statement that we are making mm -hmm. in this episode this is, i'm just being funny right now patience okay but 
But I imagine after every statement we're making, Patience is in a room covered in papers. Yeah, and paperwork. there's like a marker board and there's a regular board. No, 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 no. And you he's just running around. According to uh, section... And there's a giant manuscript. <laughs> right. Section A, paragraph 4, we'll point be, 3. We'll be, re- we'll be reaching out, Patience. You will get to say your piece. But yes. for this week, these two bozos are going to talk are in about control. it in our just kind of... I don't know. It can be quite exhausting. Um it can be pretty exhausting yeah, yeah. Uh, to talk about. And it's it's weird because it's something that is very important to some people. And then other people are just like, they just don't care. Yeah. Like me. Right. I don't care. Well, let's I just get, don't care. Let's get into that. So first off, t- two things. You don't care. And two, it's an it, it's philosophy. It's ethics. Yeah. When we talk about wind making, we are talking about something that isn't, this isn't real. Yeah. This is, this is people choosing to put a stake in the ground and say if you do beyond this point i think that's bad behavior and no good yeah okay and so people actually disagree on where to put that stake in the ground well i want to keep this yeah i want to keep this friendly for people that maybe don't even understand what windmaking is like just so you know a lot of people kind of talk about windmaking as if there is kind of a bad connotation yeah. to it as if it's like it's something you did that was it can i mean Patience has like a whole like matrix of yes. it that he will explain at some point. Um, but like it can be there can be like wind making that doesn't feel so bad. Right. And then there can be wind making that feels really bad to everybody. Right. And when I say I don't care, I'm not saying that when those really bad uh, like right. I can't even. We have recorded evidence yeah. of me, Hunter, Root, all of us being like, like, oh, this uh-oh. is bad and disgusting uh-oh. and not good. Uh-oh. And I don't like it. Yeah, exactly. But the, I think the problem is like like when when the discussion gets going, um, it, I think it's just sometimes I feel this sense of like people having forgotten that it is a board game. Yes. Because when we're talking about uh, board games in the dimension of like ethics. Yeah. Uh, and morality, it's like, well, at the end of the day, this is plastic and cardboard. And yeah. they're, you know, sometimes you play with somebody and you're like, oh, that player has a bad attitude or whatever. Right. But that's not the same as like if you knew somebody and like you were hanging out and they like stole a car or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, it, you haven't discovered the same thing right. about this person. So it feels like sometimes the, the level, the heat yes. of this discussion gets kind of out of control. Right. And I, I just feel a disconnection to that heat when when i'm commentating and like something like this happens i will definitely be like "Uh oh but i'm almost more like at this point less upset about the play so much as i'm like not looking forward to the discord yes i'm not looking forward to the community debate that is going to erupt after this game i agree completely yeah Yeah, i think so patience has a whole treatise and again patience you will be invited (laughs) you're gonna be on the show actively annoyed that he was not invited to take part in this topic because justifiably so patience has put a lot of time and effort and thought into this topic uh and and we want we want your takes on this but like we're Mommy and Daddy uh, decided we get to go first. Yeah, we <laughs> that's get to all go that's first. happening right we get now. To go that's first. the only thing that's happening right now. Yeah, but regardless, even though we really shouldn't get to go no, first we on this topic, to, but this it's is just like yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but the the point here is, uh, winning d- the winner doesn't matter. In Oath, we see how that is made obvious. Well, what's the great story, about Oath is they've kind of said yes, the winner does matter. For everybody a little bit. Yes. Like, and it's kind of, everybody gets a little bit, a right. little taste of it. Um, and you know what? In in our tournament, the winner matters right. because that person is going to go forward sure. in the next round or they're going to be the the finals winner of all, the 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 new crowned 
uh, God Supreme right. uh-huh. of Twilight Tia. Imperium, and they mm-hmm. are the ultimate best one who cannot be beaten by anyone. <laughs> They'll never lose a game ever again. They can't lose anymore because they have the cosmic crown. They have ascended. <laughs> they have ascended to the next level, uh, and now they have been, you know, that's right. how it is. You know how, like, Luke didn't lose a single game yep. ever after after, yeah, after Luke won? Um, the, <laughs> the, the idea that the winner matters is something that is brought up in the context of, but we are all here to play this game on good faith. Yeah. We are here, and the only way the game properly operates within its mechanisms is if we are all playing to win. Yeah. And you see that brought up as the, like, counter-argument to win-making, as if it is, as if those two things are mutually exclusive or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that... That because we all showed up here to win, win making is the wrong thing to do and is bad behavior. Yeah. So what I what I don't like about this way of thinking about win making, though, is that that would kind of also apply to just like a player that doesn't play the game mm-hmm. the way you think. Like you could. That's where I get so annoyed. With let's the, say like the discussion. Yeah. So there's like, hey, this player is not playing to win. If that's your definition, then what about like a player that just does something you don't agree with? Right. Or even worse, and this happens constantly in the tournament, someone does something and from your perspective, right. it seems dumb. And then later, and oftentimes people don't even people don't even go back we and connect see the these thread. Dots. Yeah. But what happens is you then later find out they have a secret objective that you and the audience did not consider that they had. Right. And now their dumb move right. was actually made perfect sense right. from their perspective. But I often find like people will just leave it at the, well, I think that's dumb. Right. And then never go back and do the work of realizing like, wait, that was like, that actually made so much sense for what was going on. Right. Bad strategy is not win making and bad strategy is subjective. <laughs> you don't get to decide. You especially don't get to s- decide when someone is win making mm-hmm. and you don't get to decide if they're if what you think is bad strategy is contributing to win making. Yeah. That's see, the problem. See, I I think that is much worse behavior than any sort of mechanical win making yeah. could ever be. I again this is like where we come to that feeling of like I just don't really care. I think of the game like like I don't care if it is or isn't win making. Yeah. I just think that okay, so well let, here let's 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 get into the weeds a little bit. The way I think about all of this is that when you have a six player game of TI, um you ha- actually have seven players. There's six human <laughs> right. beings and then there is the board game. Now sometimes what happens is the board game makes some pretty wild decisions <laughs> and it could it the board game could kind of decide the game yeah. a little bit the board game could sort of choose right a player to win and what do i mean by that rng they draw like what happened what do you what how come nobody thinks that if i let's say i draw an action card that's gonna win me the game yeah and then i play it and everybody's like wow what a great play right and it's like well how come no one's like oh, do the board game like totally one made Just let the yeah, board yeah. game one made right now they the gave Twilight them a sabotage the, the board game gave the board them a sabotage game give them that sabotage the board game should have been playing for the board game self <laughs> and now the board game wanted so-and-so to win and so they just let them win no like there's like, a component in the board game where you just give someone else a victory point the board game doesn't care yeah. about the winner yeah the, yeah the board game definitely doesn't care about the winner that's for sure um i just think like sometimes in these discussions i feel this sense like people either believe or want twilight imperium to be like chess yeah 
And it, I mean, and I feel like it would take quite a treatise to prove yeah. that Twilight Imperium is chess. It is a random game. Yes. And I think my, like, if I were to make my own definition of win making, like if I could tell you what makes me feel good and what makes me feel bad when it comes to how the winner is chosen, it has nothing to do with, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I do not care about the RNG deciding something or a player deciding something mm-hmm. and that resulting in a winner. All I care about is, did some cool stuff happen? Right. Did cool stuff happen? Right. Did the cool stuff decide a winner? That's right. great. And that doesn't have to be contrary to playing to win and engaging with the strategy. Like I what I what I hate sometimes is how reductive people get when they start having these like they'll start inventing scenarios. Well, say player A is doing this and player B is about to win this way. They they invent these little scenarios and it ignores everything and and they they decide that player C is a character who doesn't care about winning. And and we've just invented this character that's like a complete maniacal agent of chaos that's just throwing breadcrumbs on the table trying to mm-hmm. see if anybody will pick like mm-hmm. that's not that's not what the chaos of TI is. The chaos is all of us sharing goals and also not sharing goals and taking actions that get in the way of each other without us meaning to get in the way of each other and that resulting in the story. And that's what we talk about when we say like we we care about did the did the game output a fun story. Right. That's that's what matters to us. That's why I can't get behind the stuff where people are like uh and I say I can't get behind it. I sometimes can, but I I I cannot fully back up the idea of if I don't have a path to victory, I I use my strategy card and I and then I pass and I stop playing. I don't engage with the experience at all if I don't have a path to winning. Okay, well yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about is it fair to continue playing the game even if here's the problem you can never prove right with beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are going to lose this game right that's the problem with this point there's of view. so many hidden things in this game the best example is just game one of the semifinals spoiler alert skip ahead i don't know Whoa, a hey, minute yeah. or two careful but i and without going like crazy into it someone yeah stay vague burned an activation on someone else because they were stalling and they were just looking for places to stall. Yeah. And in stalling in that spot, someone got to play Counter-Stroke. We don't even need to be system. this specific. You could just say that that because of some random, like literally someone trying to find where to stall, yeah. they set off a chain of events that almost resulted in, oh, actually did result yeah. in a new winner. Right output resulted from in the game. a series of this person's gonna win oh wait no now this person's gonna win oh wait no now this person's gonna. Right. like it kept changing over and over and over again because of like one seemingly and are we gonna no one at the time was going oh so and so who activated that system win made right they were doing a thing that they had they strategically made sense to them they picked a spot and it changed the course of the entire game right TI is not deterministic. Like, we can't look... If we wanted to say... This is why you see people make the cases that, like, every single action in TI is win-making. That's maybe kind of an extreme example. But the point behind that is to say, like, this game, with all six of us playing at the same time, every single thing matters. And you don't get to remove yourself from that. So to say, I'm stepping away, well, you stepping away... Is a choice. Is now an impact. Because now, someone who is who was nervous, like someone who's like, I have to take one more cultural planet for the win. And I know 
Mentak isn't going to respond because they're just giving up the goose and passing and they're done. That's a new strategic option for them that they didn't have access to before. Sure. That you opened up. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just want to say, I don't care. Yeah. Like, and you, you're just making me not care. <laughs> Putting on less, sleep. The more and more people yeah. talk about wind making, the more and more I just feel this sense of like, like the second someone starts saying something like, every action you do is wind making. It's just like, I don't think this is a useful term. Exactly. Like, I don't think any of That's this is really apart. that useful. I come to it of like, okay, well, can we come up with a, an annoyingly, and I think patience is here with me too in this space. And this is where Hunter probably rolls his eyes a bit much because we get we get maybe too They've uh, literally popped mechanical. out of my head at this point. So, so, But the point is, I would like to redefine wind making to be so specific that it, it only gets used for one thing that is clear cut. When wind making should be like giving support for the throne for the tenth point, it should be as explicit oh as my that. God, dude, I'm about else. to fill my but diaper with poo. No, I know you can't. You can't. Like, you can't my, even do that. You're and gonna I, have to change me. <laughs> Here's the thing: it's it's poker chess for freaks. Mm -hmm. Okay, you don't. If you're at a poker table mm -hmm. and somebody gets a good hand. You can't in poker. You can't complain about win making. Exactly. There's no way to complain about right. it, right? Because the game is random number generator. The nobody game. in poker when someone else, uh, like, bets three times the pot, and they're and they end up revealing junk. No one calls it win making that they cut out the person with ace king. Ace king had the best chance to win, sure. and yes. they yeah. were supposed to be the winner. We bluffed them out of it. That's the whole point. Is trying to get people with the better chances of winning off their game yeah. and shake things up. TI, yeah, so, all of those mechanics and all of those emotions happen in TI too. And I think that's why, to me, I feel like win-making does not... I mean, let's be real. I'm the only person on the planet that understands this game. The rest of you are just <laughs> faking. You have no idea what you're talking about ever. It's just me. Uh, so here's the problem. Win-making is a term in board games, and it applies to a lot of games. Not Twilight Imperium. Yeah, it's too close. It's too random. Right. It's too random. Yeah. There's. It's. 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 And it's like I feel like when I make this argument, sometimes people are like, "Well, if it's just random, then how are people good at?" People are good at poker. Yeah. And poker is random. Right. Exactly. Like, like you. You can learn to assess odds. Yeah. And yes. all of that. Yeah. The I get annoyed at the catch twenty two arguments of win making. What What is so and so supposed to do if? Their action will either allow player A to win or player B to win. I don't, I, there's, don't give an answer to that question, to that hypothetical. Right. Every single time that happens, it is a moment in the game that's happening and only in well, the no, let's, moment let's, that the game is happening. Let's talk about that, though. What about when you're, when you, the game has delivered, and again, nothing in Twilight Imperium is ever 100% sure. So hypotheticals are just, they don't even make sense. It but work let's me, have it be yeah. useful. Uh, let's say you are in a situation where it seems very likely that you are picking between winner A doing winning and mm -hmm. winner B winning something. Let's make it the easy one, the binary choice. You could continue to participate in the board game and do the thing that makes sense to stop one player and then the other player wins. Yep. Or you could just sit out and then, so like let's say that we've got a player with leadership yep. and they are going to get to 10 in the status phase. Player with number two, also going to get to 10 in the status phase. You can stop the player with leadership. Yeah. Uh, what do you do? And is it win making? How about this? Don't care what you do. 
and it and it, uh, I don't care. Yeah, I just don't exactly. care. Like I don't, I don't care. care what it's you do. Your decision to make. <laughs> yeah, and 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 what I get when I get annoyed is can when it people, be fun? When, What's the funnest one? Right. What's the do funnest, the funnest one? one? And it's and it's not even just as like weird as that. Sometimes people are like, well, did some did so and so ruin your game? Can you make it petty? But in like a, in it not and I'm not saying just like can you be mean about it? I'm saying can you decide? Well, my strategic shot was undercut by player A, so I have to retaliate against player maybe that's all of these things are viable i what i get annoyed with is people who who say the ethical and right thing to do is x i believe and and, and, that's just what you do you're just giving away what you do and to pretend that you do the same thing in every single situation is also lying because the context always matters yeah it is different every single time anything happens let's say you're a player and you uh you really want to win the entire tournament, which I would say kind of a high bar you set for yourself right. and probably impossible you were to about, do on purpose. And you were also maybe, weirdly enough, you were like 15% of the players in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most everybody's here for a good time. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's, say, let's say you really wanted to do that. I think one thing that you could do is figure out what other players do in this situation exactly and and try and suss it out new strategy of the game who who are they right in that in that position when i play against brian if my goal is to set brian up into a situation where he has to win make me or someone else that's different than what i do when i'm trying to set ej up in a situation to win make me or someone else yeah the way i interact with those two players are different strategic considerations i have to make in the game yeah and that's what truly great players of ti do is they I don't know, know that, how uh, well, to i'm gonna I'm, i gotta just, rewind right sure. there because i don't know that i want to go so far as to say that that is like that's something you do with your friends that happens naturally sure but if you are actually out there doing research yeah. trying to figure out what other people do at that level it's wild i think you've gone a little too deep yeah but and i just want to i want to reach out my hand and say like let's let's just let's let's back it up a little bit this game is meant to be played with friends we've done this weird thing where we made it accessible way too accessible daryl you need to be stopped you've made this game so accessible it's freaking everybody out well Uh, because now we can all play with strangers at the drop of a hat and it kind of wasn't really built for that maybe i think that what we've done is redefine uh a little bit what friends mean if you look in the i mean a lot of you aren't in this because only the cool people are in it but the semifinals lounge yeah. a lot of the semifinalists have been playing with each other for a long time yeah, now right for and like now. they know each other <laughs> yeah so like i think that aspect of it is is the tournament is about us making a sort of new social circle yeah. of people participating in the tournament or at least that's what we want yeah um and in that situation where you kind of organically get to know other players and what they would do at the end of the game, that makes sense. And also, like, you know, the YouTubes are out there. You, I mean, I I don't think it would make you a, a crazy person to, like, you know, oh, I'm playing with so-and-so in the semifinals. Let's see how their prelims ended. Exactly. What did they do? Right. How, what was their attitude? Right. What are Who are they? What is their ethical response? Here's an to awesome example of this. Oh, it's another semis thing. Whatever. It doesn't. It's not an impact on the game. It's not an impact on mm-hmm. the ending of the game. Uh, this Kra- is just spoiling all the semifinals. Whatever. That haven't even come Kraken, out on yet. Kraken comes into the semifinals, and everyone knows this about Kraken. Kraken does crazy stuff. Kraken wants to shift the meta, so Kraken set up a whole little system of of uh, a casino. Basically, he made a new mechanic in the game. But Kraken is smart because Kraken saw the players that were willing to engage with it 
and he also saw the players who weren't willing to engage with it. Yeah. And he adapted his play style for both of those players. Yeah. Or he, he yeah, he tried to. He tried yeah, to. But yeah. he made that a consideration. He, he didn't say, no, you have to play it my way. Yeah. Because he, he recognizes that everybody plays it differently. And so he's going to just do, he's just trying to shake everyone off their normal footing and find a new way to shape the meta. Well, okay. I actually do like this spoiler because this is like, this happens at the very beginning of the game yep. and it's an exciting uh, part of Semi's game two. Uh, there is a casino. Yep. We have a casino There's now. There's a casino level. And, and it's, <laughs> we have, it's like, this is like Sonic the Hedgehog stuff. Okay. Casino level. Um, yeah. Very, like I actually really loved um, that he did that even though... It was. It also took up a lot of time, which makes me yes, grumpy. It hurt. Um, but I like that. But that's the point. The tournament. I I hate that I'm I'm uh, telling you all this if you didn't already know it. The tournament is not meant to find the best player in the world. Even though you will hear me loudly proclaim that we have a new best player in the world. Yeah. When we have finished the tournament, that's for show. That's that's because it's fun to get to say that. Right. Right. The tournament. There's only one purpose. Well, there's two purposes for the tournament. The first purpose of the tournament is to get as many people from different groups and different play styles and different metas thrown together. So we get like this weird hodgepodge because like even you hear people refer to the TTS meta. Mm -hmm. And so the tournament, our tournament specifically is like, we don't want it to be the TTS meta. We hope that people from, we are playing on TTS, but we're not playing with the regulars on the TTS discord. Right. The hope is that lots of other people come in. And so we see completely new kinds of games. Yeah. We don't care who wins. It's fun to know who wins and we care that they won. Yeah. But we care about seeing how different people interact with each other. And then the second one is to get all of those people so that we end up with some pretty great players with interesting ways to play in a finals game. The main reason the tournament exists is just so that we get a really cool finals game. Yep. And so far, every year, we have not been let down with how crazy good the finals game is because all we've done is just sift through some players who all attack the game in such a specific way that it guarantees interesting results. Yep. The other thing, too, is that like it's the whole tournament is really just about taking the story aspect of sitting down to play a game of Twilight Imperium yep. and raising the stakes right. by saying, well, now this is six people that are six of 300 some whatever. Right. Uh, and they've been chosen to be here. And I bet, so like, let's say, let's say you take any of the finals games just out of the context yep. of it being the finals. Right. It's not like it's going to hit the same way. No. Like it'll still, I mean, it matters. They'll that it's all the still finals. be like, oh, that was a cool game. Yeah. Like that was like a good right. game. It'll be a but really it's good not game. Like, it's not like they would, they're going to just blow your mind without that context. Right. But because there's the context of like, this is a story and here are these exactly. players that made it through. I mean, there's always going <laughs> to, there will always end up being six finalists. Yes. Somebody has to win right. a game. But every time those six people, it's going to be like, how likely is it that you're here? Like we're right. living in the universe where it's these six, six people that mm -hmm. showed up and that's amazing. It's, and I don't care if they were all win made, right. you know, you know what I mean? We like, are, we are so into oath because oath is what we've been trying to do with TI this whole maybe time. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. To a certain extent, it's like, I want game to game that story to matter. I care about and and not even just within the tournament itself we're now look like paying attention to like the story of patience as a virtue across the last three years of tournaments and the other tournaments in the scene right, right. we're trying to follow players like it's a league or whatever not that it's not that we've leagueified it but like we care about 
these players and the context that brings to each individual game, each individual session. I actually feel like we should do a better job of telling you, a possible new listener, the storylines of these these tournaments. Because especially, I mean, lately, and I tease this every once in a while, I have been doing a pretty big data collection project on everyone that has played in these tournaments. And it's funny to break down the data and see like what the a lot what has happened to a lot right. of these players how many players have like i'll tell you a storyline that's going on right now to kind of tease a game so we had um a player axel yep. uh who made it to the semifinals last year and basically had their game clinched yeah they were going to be a finalist and it just didn't happen right. and the reason it didn't happen was just because of how how tactical bombardment is understood yeah, as a card right that's like the primary reason that was Stop like the them. moment that just changed everything right and someone else went and said and that person also deserved to go through right i'm not trying to take away sure. from that person no, no, no. i'm just trying to say it's that was the moment that was the moment yeah and now axel is getting another shot right and that is exciting right and whether axel goes through or not it's exciting because it's just like that is right and that type of stuff is the whole reason that we do the yeah. tournament. I'll go a step further. It's my favorite moments of the tournament are like in an Axel game, someone plays tactical bombardment. <laughs> it can have nothing to do with Axel, but right. because it's happening in right. an Axel game, right. there's this history where we go, oh, this is the card yeah. that yeah. mattered in his. Does yeah. it matter? This t- Like the content, you just bring a new thing to it. Right. This is all the stuff that matters. Right. In TI. Right. In any board game. This is all the stuff that matters. This right. is why we do this stuff. We don't do this because we care about who the winner is. We got so off top. We are not even talking about win making. Yeah, you're and, right. You know, look how much more fun we're having. Yeah, I know. We're having a lot more fun. <laughs> well, okay. I, I, I can get us back to win making. Oh, and, and please continue. don't. No, no. I, I can. I can. So, like, the most obvious story when it comes to, to win making everything and, and tournament storylines is obviously John. Yes. Because John was the his prelims game in the first year of the tournament was the original win making meltdown right where uh he was given support for the throne for the 10th point right and it was kind of like a just weird thing in the air right and the fact that if the next year john comes back goes all the way to the finals right. is it's so it's just like it's 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 like John took that to heart of just like right. the weirdness of like oh I'm somebody that went to the semifinals and at the time we didn't really even know how to talk about win making right so we like were nervous the way we it. reacted was just like we're freaked out yeah and this is freaky right. and we don't know like are people gonna be really mad or right. are people gonna be mad at John are people gonna be mad at us right. like are they gonna say we should have well, stopped and, this or and whatever not, not to th- th- we had conversations with John behind yeah. the scenes right based on how we talked about his win on the show. And then in later years, how we talked about other people's weird win making. So that was a thing that we all had to work yeah. through yeah. together of like, how how are we supposed to present this information to people so that other people's like how people view them aren't on the line. Right. Like, you know, John didn't want to be perceived as someone who didn't deserve to make it to the semis. Right. Obviously, it was. He went to the finals the next year. But That's it, so it, crazy. That's like still yeah. like the best, in my opinion, storyline of any, like of of any tournament storyline yeah. of someone going from being like he was. It's not like he was a heel. It's just like no. people were like, uh, I don't, I don't like 
was this deserved? Was this Does this okay? make sense? And then the next year to the finals. Right. Like, that's just nuts. Obviously, he deserved to, to win that game. Yeah, then. exactly. So Obviously, why are we, deserved why do we the have first to time? get so, even so somebody, up in arms? Exactly. And this is why you should not get upset about win making. Right. You really shouldn't because you don't know who this person is. Like, right. for all you know, this person is worthy. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's, right. it's like just because the the things got dirty to you mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can actually evaluate whether this person deserves to win or not they they the the board game the players chose yep. this person and this is what happened yeah. and to kind of round things out i just wanted to to take it in that other direction of we have arbitrarily decided like what it means to win this game or at least mm-hmm. decently arbitrarily i mean the, mm-hmm. the game is set up in this way but like our tournament we very much take the stance of one winner moves on Mm -hmm. because in other tournaments we have seen other incentives get introduced and look at how wildly it changes the entire context of every decision in the board game things like at gen con at least it used to matter and still kind of matters if you get first second or third place Mm -hmm. you make new decisions if you could get second place right now, or you could let the round finish and end in fourth. Right. I'm going to change that. The charity brawl last year was like the craziest comedy of errors because they completely redefined the winning structure of it. And some people got upset about that, but the argument was always, we changed the game. We changed what it means to win in this game. And sometimes winning an individual game doesn't matter as long as I can keep everybody else's points down or whatever. Right, right. why are we harping so much on what it means to be the person who reached 10 victory points in a single game of Twilight Imperium when even that is like an imaginary goal yeah. that we've just decided on? And, and at any moment, we can change the incentive structure of the game. Totally. Yeah. I mean, and maybe we will. I don't even know. Right. Like for, for future tournaments. I right. don't know that it's always going to be... Um, not that we would ever do uh, anything beyond winner take all as far as moving forward, right. but like... I don't know. I mean, we're running into situations now where like things can get so hard to schedule people's lives. Next year, we might have to have a a thing in place where it's like, if you can't make the finals date is X date. This is when the finals will be. Yeah. We know it now in December when the finals will be. If you can't make it to the finals. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and, and maybe you can, and then something changes and you can no longer make it to the finals. We may have to stick to our guns on that and come up with a new way to crown a sixth player, a finalist. And like we might, those things could happen to our tournament and it will change the whole tournament. Right. Just by having that little soft change that may not even come up. Players will do different things because if the, if they, for whatever reason, know what the qualifications to be the alternate are, I think Hunter and I would not want that to happen, and we would hide the, the qualifications oh, yeah. for no, the alternate. Like, like, even for my data collection project, I will never, ever tell you How, what I'm looking at, yeah. but I will say we lucked out right. in a lot of ways because um, even though we don't have, you know, obviously we have so much video, we don't have any video for the prelims last year, which is like... It pains me. Yeah. Um, but there was actually a lot of data collected yes. on those prelims. And it has basically saved my project. Yep. The fact that there is so, um, right. so much. Um, so, and, and one thing I want to say about that that's interesting is 
yeah, we get so caught up on on who wins and and that being the most important thing. But one thing I'll tell you for sure is regardless of how many games someone has won, if you look at the data, if you yeah. get underneath, if you get in the weeds, you can tell when you have a player that is good at the game. Yeah. Like just looking at numbers, you can figure it out. Right. Um, it's not, you know, not to say that, I mean, I'm not in there being like, Oh, well, this person, you look at their data, it's not good. Yeah. But when you do start charting everybody, right. it you kind of look at it and you're like, okay, so here are, Those are the, the players, players who are really good. Yeah. And it's not always players that have won a whole bunch of games in right. the tournament. Right. right. Um, like, I'll say I'll say this, Mantis and Imsen are both two players that have only won one game in the tournament, and their stats are crazy good. Right. Like, those two players are really good I at the game. I consider Mantis and, only won and Imsen, one game. like, among... The be- I don't think there's a best player in the world, but I think there's like a category of like 50 people who are all just like the best players in the world. Yeah. And Mantis and Imsen are firmly in that, even though they've only ever won once. Yeah. And there's I, people that have never won at all that and, are amazing. And are really good. Yeah. yeah. And they they have really good stats. And if you look at their stats, you can be like, oh my God, well, this obviously this player is really good at the game. So yeah, Twilight Imperium is on some weird uh, continuum yep. between, to me, between poker and and like risk yeah, or whatever right. i said chess earlier because it sounded better but it's not it's really it's not chess yeah. but um it's some, on some weird continuum there where to me win making is too random yep. to actually have a discussion about it and that's why it never ends the discussion right. because it's it's there's too much randomness for anything to ever be clear cut yes and i the and the main thing i want to take away from this is that I, I'm not going to tell people that hypotheticals are useless mm-hmm. or that I understand when people use a hypothetical to create a situation in order to make when making easier to understand. Yeah. But there need to be caveats when yeah. you do that. When your whole argument is kind of leaning on these cap, these, uh, these hypotheticals, you have to understand that really unpredictable stuff happens at Twilight Imperium like all the time. Yep. And and you've got six human beings there and as I'm arguing, a seventh person. Exactly. A hidden a holy ghost of Twilight Imperium. Sometimes if it's you'll okay give it to me. for that seventh player to win. Yeah. The some, sometimes the seventh player does decide the game. Yep. And it's or sometimes, you know, sometimes the seventh player and one player sort of team up yeah. to lock it down. Right. To just say, uh-uh, yep. this player's winning and good luck. Yeah. Bye bye. Like in our tournament, I, you could even say we introduced an eighth player in the draft. There are plenty of times where we, <laughs> at the end of the game, we say, you know what? I think the reason this player won is because they won the draft. Yeah, sometimes winning the draft happened, wins you the whole game. Right. It's just like you that's, got that's the a combo bit oversimplifying it, but like sometimes that it is as simple as a no, Argent flight in mobile slight or in uh, Miller high slice. Miller high slice. That's just that. That's just a winning combo. That was a winning combo, and it if it comes up, and then the, you won the draft, and then the rest of the game happens, and yep. hey, guess what? You winning the draft was enough the bigger to lock point the whole there thing is, up. If you win the draft, the players need to act like you won the draft and yeah. set you back. That, that's what we're talking about, and that and that continues all game long. So anyways, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think we all need to just calm down a little bit when we decide we want to start throwing out accusations about win-making. Now, none of that excuses... Just people behaving badly. Sure. And to get back Rudeness. to the original point we made, I think that's actually the, the only time people are genuinely upset about win making is when it uh, is beyond the mechanics of the game and is it's how you treated me and it's how you acted. Yeah. If you come into the game and you're just like, I don't want Hunter to win because 
I think he's rude. Like that's bad behavior. Like, you, but what if I am rude? Well, you know, and, and if I'm, you're rude, I'm kind of rude, and you need to punish him for it too. Like that. Punish me, daddy. We should, oh dear. <laughs> we should all like be nicer to each other because that's the only time the, the wind making debate actually like holds any water is because people are being rude and petty or whatever. Uh, a mechanical wind making decision is a fine thing to do. Throwing a chair is not okay. Yeah, and you shouldn't be throwing chairs, and you shouldn't be beating your head on the desk and scaring all of your friends. That's not right. that's not okay to do. Right. Well, I mean, you can do that, but then you probably should uh, have to quit playing the game forever. Uh, never be allowed to play it again. Um, you could just continue to talk about it, and you could pretend that you still play it. Right. But, but no never, one knows that you have actually no proof that I've ever played the game. Stop playing it. Um, <laughs> try and find some proof right now that Matt plays. <laughs> Sit down and try and prove to me. That Matt has played a game since the Holiday Spectacular 2019. <laughs> right. Yeah. Try and prove it right now. Never will. Never have. Never have. Never will. <laughs> never have. I want to thank Molly. <laughs> I want to thank Molly for staying asleep for staying this whole asleep time. The whole time. Good Killer job, job Molly. Molly. You really. You, you oh, and if hey, and, and uh, I realize some people maybe were just like, "What? No, oh, I want right, more. Right, right. I want more. We're gonna. We're, this is this is the beginning yes, of a series of episodes." One. Um, we're going to get other people to weigh in because other people care more about this. Frankly, yeah. this is a discussion. I wanted some people wanted- want to hear the technical arguments yes. and get in the weeds of it. Hunter and I don't. So we're not. And yes. we're just going to present everyone and, else's and, arguments. And, and that was the key piece of information to get across to you right now yeah. is our where we stand on this, which I would say is a fairly I mean, may, I could understand people being like, y'all are kind of childish when it comes to this. Like y'all uh-huh. are not engaging maybe with it so. or whatever. Maybe so. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but. You know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can maybe kiss you, my butt. Maybe you suck. <laughs> no, we'll get your takes later. Please give us errata. <laughs> tell us, tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank our weird bears: Farganess, Squeamish, Emu, Bot, Bot, Ponchadori, Brian, Callowin, John, Son of Leto, Mate, Nason, Sunfax, Absol, Arwise, Burduel, Fweddy, Rumor, Hippocraken, Billy, Brassbird, and T.G. Welch. And I want to thank our little bur- uh, little peace turtles, Naderade, Patience is a Virtue, Gaskio, Dark Jutsu, Brave Sir Robin, Uncle Batty, Frank G, Carnal, my son is also named Bort, Anvilier, King Scale 64, Alice, Goondock, Nick, Astoria, and Teddy's Jam for You. I think it's funny that I that we I was like, shut up. Uh-huh. And then we were like, anyway, send us a ride. Thank you. Yeah. Give us, give us comments. <laughs> shut up, you. But also, uh, make sure to sound off yep. in the comments. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. I'm just joking around. I'm, I'm just joking. I, I love you. I love you. And and I I just I just want us to have this moment of of honesty about where we're at with this subject before we get everybody else involved. Yeah. And then and then that way too. And, and the other thing too is actually Matt, I want to make a promise to you right now. Okay. When we have our guests on this show to talk about windmaking, yep. we are going to do a no eye rolling. We're going to take it seriously yep. with them. This was our 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 time to be like, meh. Right. But we are not doing that to the people that we invite on this show. You all get the floor next yeah. time. Yeah. It's you, you all have the floor, and we will hear you out. And hey, maybe you'll change our minds on it. Maybe we'll start writing our own treatises. And maybe I'll come out with, maybe I'll write a book. Yeah, The maybe. philosophy of the winner or i'll write a book called the seventh player and that'll and people will be like what what does that mean and we'll be like shut up shut up it means what i want it to mean um let's talk about uh galactic council episodes 
uh, for this month. Um, we've been lagging behind on basically everything yeah. Patreon, uh, and I'm very sorry. I want to ask your forgiveness, but I think you know why yeah. it's this is happening. And it's funny because the tournament is a Patreon thing, so I don't know. I feel bad for somebody that's like, I'm on in the Patreon, don't care about the tournament. Yeah. You're getting kind of the short end of the stick right now, and I apologize um but here is your galactic council poll this is your first round vote on as many many of these as you want um okay first option tournament structure past and future we would have a whole episode where all we talk about is our tournament structure in the past and maybe just kind of theory craft a little bit of future tournament structures will the tournament structure change if it changed what would it look like yeah um second option is i love this one our Oath Chronicle so far. We play more games of Oath, because we actually haven't gotten to play that many. Yep. Um, and then we tell you about our Chronicle thus far. Sort of like that thing we pitched for Garrick to do, but way less interesting, because yeah. way fewer games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this, oh, here's another fun option. Third option, improvise a Twilight Imperium spinoff game. Yeah. Perhaps some sort of hidden role card game or something. Or like whatever. That. What we'll yeah. do is we will let we will we will put out the call like an improv thing where you yeah. all just get to shout things at us and we'll decide on a genre of board game that you all shout out and we'll go, Okay, that's it. We have to make a Twilight Imperium set game. Yes. That carries the thematic things of TI into whatever genre uh, you all choose to, yes. to make us talk about. And then the fourth option, uh, best tournament faction. So we talk about the tournament and we talk about maybe we'll look at the data a little bit, see what yeah. factions have performed the best in the tournament and maybe think a little bit about why. Right. Um, we're, we obviously only get six games on the semifinals, but there has been a lot of practice games played yeah. and there's a lot of talk of what factions do good on the semifinals map and why. And obviously we have so much data um, for the prelims. But to be fair, when it comes to data in Twilight Imperium, I know I've talked about it a lot on this episode, no, you'll never have enough data yeah. when it comes to, to Twilight. But we still get to like kind of make little inferences. That's all yes. we do. When we talk about data, we're just like, what is the data telling us so far? I'm not being, I'm not saying it means X is good. Right. It means it's been doing well. So why has it been doing well? Yes. That's all we want to look at. Yes. Uh, and I mean, I think it would take uh, like an actual scientist, like a statistician or something yeah. to build uh, like a any solid stuff on Twilight Imperium because there's like so many variables it's yep. basically impossible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are your four options. Vote on however many you like. Um, Homebrewers Guild. Hey guys. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think it's gonna happen. Let's just be real. I don't think it's actually gonna happen until I have a weekend where the tournament is not going on. Yep. So how about let's just say that. And we don't even know when the finals is yet. Yep. So I, how about this? I'm just not committing a date. to a, a yeah. date right now. We have like I've, five it's times. It's so now crazy told you how many the, times yeah. it's unacceptable, Ugh. frankly, and I am upset and I'm so sorry. We just just fitting all of this stuff uh, into our lives. I mean, I don't think I don't know if you noticed, but we haven't been playing any, any games. Yeah. Like it's just like our we are just tournament central right now, and it's just. That is our focus at the end of the day. So it is very difficult for me to get in this homebrewers game. It is going to happen. I promise. And yep. we will catch up. I'm going to throw another thing into the mix. <laughs> How about this? So that's that'll be that'll be the the I'm going to up the ante again. 
Give me some mechs. Yeah. Give me homebrew mechs. I might throw them into the game with everything else that I'm that I've might let do sit two by. Games back to maybe back. May, maybe we might uh, just do like a homebrewer weekend. Where yeah. Like I knows? do one on Friday. Hundred. I don't oh, know. I'd love that. We'll we'll come up with something where we just play a bunch of homebrew games. Yes. Or whatever. Because we, we are gonna to. make we are gonna make it up to you as far as the amount of content that you're gonna get. But timing wise, I commit to nothing until yeah. we know when that finals is happening, man. I don't even know right. what my life is. And that's the other thing, too. I actually wanted to say this before. I want to sneak it in right now. Next, expect in the future, because we're running into this problem, right? We're trying to promote the finals. And actually, we've gotten some cool opportunities to yes. promote it. Um, it is really hard to promote something when you don't know when it's happening. Yep. And in the future, I don't think that will be acceptable. Right. Like So, the, so expect the finals to have a date. Yeah. From when the tournament starts, which means year, that's yeah. that's a little tease for if you'd go with tournament structure, past and future, is we're gonna have to talk about We've got some how stuff. we how we make the tournament work for that because yeah. sometimes people can't be there on for ten hours exactly. at a specific. It's a big thing to ask. I, it's something I've struggled with navigating for so long now. Of like this is a th- this is a Patreon party. That's what the tournament is. Yeah. Is is you're a patron, you get invited. It's just a fun thing to do, uh, but. That means I want everyone to participate as much as they can. We make the schedule based off of you. But um, this isn't just a, like, we want our stuff to get watched. It's there is a noticeable influx of new people when good content surrounding, not just ours, anyone's good TI content out there. When a good TI stream happens that a lot of people watch. A lot of new people join our community. Yeah. This is Shut Up and Sit Down. This is people over at the Good Time Society. There's a lot of different places that yeah, do this. Yeah, Shut Up and Sit Down. Love those guys. <laughs> this is... <laughs> I'm just kidding. That I'm was just, so weird just for kidding. you to say I'm it that kidding. way. I'm just we kidding. We do love them. There was a thing they did recently that has You know it. You know what You know it. I'm you just, listen. Anyways, hey, I'm just screwing around. I'm anyways, just screwing around. They uh, suck. I hate them. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just... <laughs> hey, I'm just screwing around. I'm just screwing around. He so, didn't even play the game. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He didn't even play it though. That's actually a rumor. I'm starting. He didn't even. He didn't even know what it is. <laughs> I've just never heard of I've, I've literally just Greg around. I love them. Um, we literally started the show because of them. Because like of we them. are huge admirers of their work. And I like. The, yeah. Whatever. So, uh, the finals have been so excruciatingly difficult to schedule this year, and it has prevented us from doing any real work at bringing new people in to let them be able to watch it live. That it's been so so crazy difficult. Just to, like I, you just have to know I've got emails just waiting to send out for for after game six finishes so that I can finally know when these when this game is going to be. It's so yeah. weird. It's yeah. so weird doing this tournament. Let's talk about uh, the set the rest of the semis this weekend. Game four is Friday, July sixteenth at sixteen hundred UTC, and that's got Rando Calrissian, Planet Earth, Savage, Andra, Alice, and Micmac Moose. Game five Saturday, July seventeenth at fifteen hundred UTC. Axel, Humble Checkmate, Sir Thomas, Mozart, Hammer, and Goldie. And then the final game of the semis, Game 6, Sunday, July 18th at 1400 UTC. G, Teddy's Jam for You, Visor John, James K. Polk, Protein Ninja, and Vision S. Wow. Um, really looking forward to all those games. What do we got as far as commentary goes for those? Uh, Friday is myself and Duke Lukem again. Joining yeah. me for last Friday. Joining me at least for some of the Friday game, so you'll have uh, y'all are a fun combo. It was, was a fun game. It's a I very was... hey, don't take this the wrong way. It's a very caffeinated combo. <laughs> it's a very like punchy talky. 
Duke, yeah, Duke I, I goes think, for it. I think the two of us have to find a way to talk a little bit less, especially considering who's in that game. I feel like, I mean, when, when Micmac Moose shows up, there's going to be some Oh, uh, yeah, Moose is such a good talky player. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want some of Moose's talking yeah. to make it into it. Uh, Saturday is myself and Hunter. Yeah. And then Sunday. Classic. Sunday and is, the worst combo, let's be real. <laughs> the worst one is Hype Matt and Hunter. Uh, and then Sunday is who? You? Me and Root. Root. Nice. The, the best combo if you're chill, and the worst <laughs> combo if you're not chill. <laughs> if you wanted to watch it on YouTube, uh, you get mad at those two the most. <laughs> uh, so uh, you can also, uh, the semifinals games one through three should be hitting the YouTube kind of soon. I don't know. Hunter, I literally haven't this even week, talked about it, this but week it, it should be this it. week. It's uh, going to happen. You can also rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever you listen to us, and you can find our website spacecatspeaceturtles.com for more information about how to contribute to our Patreon, uh, where to find us on Twitter, uh, how to get onto our Discord, and how to buy some merch. Hey, we got a merch coming up very soon. It's done. The new, new shirt. The new shirt is officially done. And it'll be good. This will be one of the good ones. This one's super cool. Uh, should we spoil like what it is? No. It, it'll literally be up like within the next week or so. Like, no, we, I, I, you, I want you to you see, just it, gotta go see it. You got to go, see it. It's glorious. Go to our website. Go click on merch. Go to the thread. It'll list, be on the Discord too. And go find this new shirt because yeah. it, it's my favorite thing uh, that this show has ever produced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, can, can I read you a, I, I got a, a Twitter DM I want to read you. Do you yeah. want to hear this Twitter DM? Uh, is it? Sure. So this is from Matt from Shut Up and Sit Down. <clears throat> hey, Hunter reviewing your game today not even gonna play it and then it's just like a picture of him like with a gun what and the box and and the box is uh it's still wrapped there's still plastic wrap around it so that's weird and he's got it sitting he's it's under a sink of running water (laughs) he's just sitting there with it in the sink he's gonna drop a toaster in it too he's gonna electrify to guy I'm about to light you all up. He just sent another one. You all are done for. No one's ever playing your stupid game ever again. Not when we're through with you. Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. Ah, oh. <laughs> does this is this bit okay? Are they? Are we? Do they get it? Are we comfortable enough with them? Do we I don't get know. it? Does our community get it? Do Matt and Quinns get it? It's I don't know. It's I will probably never stop doing this bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I seriously though, just joking around. Love shut up and sit down, and actually just. Loved to hear someone's take on Prophecy of Kings that was different. Yeah. Like to be honest, check yeah. out seriously. Check out, their Go review. check out their review. We're referencing. The You're review. allowed to disagree with it's it. It's a it's a negative review, but yep. you know what? I also think the game is stupid. Yeah. So I watched the whole thing. It was just like yes, yeah. yes, stupid yes. game, stupid game, stupid, doesn't matter. bad game. Don't like it. Too complicated. Yep. Should be should be simpler. Dane really messed up on this yeah. one. You can hashtag that. I can't wait. Can't wait to do our review. Yeah, so we're going to do a review, a sort of clapback review, but also sort of agreeing. (laughs) 